Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Did, did somebody actually pull you to church today? Did they, did they force you to be here today? No. Some of the kids might have. They, but you're supposed to drag them in here. Yeah. Right? Praise the Lord. I, I just, there's been something on my heart. And as a preacher, or as, as a, a minister of God's word and public speaker or whatever, God's put some stuff in my heart and I'm going to share with you today. I will make no apologies. I'm not making any apologies for anything today. So I'm just letting you guys know. What you're going to hear today is not my opinion. From the word of God. And if you're an enemy of what I'm about to say, that means you're an enemy to the word. And the word is Jesus Christ. So if you hate what I'm going to say, and then you hate the word, which means you hate God. Why you got to say it like that? Because it's the word. It's the word. So it's going to be quiet. I will say this much. I know I praise God for my mother. She's here. I love you so much, mom. And I just want to say that every time that you've ever chastised me, I was loud, very loud. But what I've learned as a pastor, which is like a parent, I notice that when I chastise people, they're quiet. So today there's going to be some chastising because God chastises those he loves. I'm just getting y'all ready. I'm just like, you guys got to stretch. Turn with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers 1 and 52. And it reads this. And the children of Israel shall pitch their tents, every man, by his own camp and by every man by his own standard throughout the host. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for your word. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in your people. I thank you, Lord, that our ears are open to hear your word. Our hearts are prepared to receive the engrafted word of God, which will save our souls. We receive every word that you are saying to us, chastise us. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm going to go with the black mic. Testing one, two. There we go. This way, when I'm not doing too many peas. As you see here, we're looking at, and there was some, some instruction that God gave Moses about his people and in what we're seeing here in numbers and i'm just going to be real quick it says there it says and the children of israel shall pitch their tents every man by his own camp and every man by his own 
standard throughout the host. Now, I want you guys to see this. It says, a standard was, a play, was placed before each tribe to distinguish who they were. When an army went out into battle, such as Judah, there was a standard in front of them. There was a standard in front of the army. The standard wasn't behind the army. The standard was in front of the army. Even when the battle was raging and started to go crazy, soldiers had to do, all the soldiers had to do when they were fighting was to look up and see the standard. I'm painting a picture. Even when a soldier was mortally wounded, he knew that he would see and look up and see his standard still standing. On his way to glory, he still saw that the standard was still standing. Now, I don't know if you guys know this. I am a veteran, a proud veteran of the army. Praise God. Yes, give it up to all of our veterans in here. I thank you, God. For these men and women that have placed their lives on the line, whether it's in battle or the supporting of the people that are there. But when I was in the military, I remember going into the military, into basic training. When I was in basic training, they put us and they showed us how to line up. And when I was in basic training, we, we lined up in platoons. And there was platoons and there were so many platoons. After the platoons, you noticed that there was maybe five, maybe six platoons that made up a company. Now, when you had a company, there, you, there had an identification to what company it was. You were a Bravo company, Alpha company, Charlie company, whatever it was. But in front of the company, they always had a flag or a standard to identify who belonged to that company. Okay, you with me? Now, one thing I noticed when I was there is... Just me thinking, before I was in the Army, I'd seen Army movies, and you see a guy walking around holding a flag. Like, you remember, like, in, what was it, uh, 1776, you see the little kid on a drum. And there was a guy next to him with the flag, and he's marching, and they were always little kids or really young people. But when I got in the Army, I started noticing something, that they always chose the strongest most noble person to carry the standard. And that person, you would think, listen, I'm a soldier. I would rather have somebody in front of me that you know they're going to die because they're out front. Put the strong people in the back. Let the people up front, the weak people die first. It sounds crazy, but who plays chess? What do you let go first? Because in that, if that mindset, what it is, is your pawn is, it's expendable. The, game, the, win, the winning to win the game is to make sure that the queen is safe. But that's not so with the military. 
They bring somebody that's strong, that's honorable, that carries the flag. His job is not to carry weapons. His job is not to tell people to do. He is, his job is to stand before the company and carry that standard. And everybody that saw that standard would know who belonged to that standard. The standard wasn't just a symbol. A standard is a weapon. I'm talking about a staff with a flag. You see a flag, if you go, if you guys ever notice, when you look at a flag, on a flag, at the end of a flag, there's usually something sharp. Think about it. If you look at the eagle on American flag, there's an eagle there, but in the, with the eagle, it's sharp. It's metal. It's not just there to look pretty, but it's also there to help. See, because if you got a standard, sometimes you got to fight with your standard. You don't just stop and walk with the standard. If your enemy's opposing you, sometimes you got to use that standard as a weapon. The standard. Saints of God, I see, I, hopefully you see where I'm getting at. Standards, standards, just like in the military, they have standards that people can identify with, that the standard was there, that anytime there was a war, anything going on, the one thing that they wanted to make sure that was going to happen is they would make sure that the standard during a war always stood up. It was important because the standard is always a rally point. See, when, when there's war going on and your enemy's coming around you, you got to lift up that flag, that standard. Even when it looks like you're dying, you got to protect the standard. I want you guys to understand when you have a standard, uh, when you let your standard down. Saints of God, there is a difference between what a standard is and what a goal is. Hmm. Some people in here have violated their standards. Yes, he's getting quiet. At one point in time, some people say, this is my standard. Here, this is when it starts getting here. I'm, I'm even going past my notes here, but I, I just got to just through here. Sometimes people say this, you know what? I, I, I want to I get married. I want to have children. My standard is that I want to have children one day, but I want to get married first. That's my standard. You know, or some people are like, look, I don't want to get married. I might have boyfriend and girlfriend. I may have that, all that. But, but first, I want to go to college first. This is my standard. It's college first, meet somebody, get married, then have children. But for some reason, something comes along, and we lower our standards, and then boom. We change our standards. No, you didn't change your standards. You lowered down your standards. And you're saying it's a goal. No, your goals will change. 
You guys with me? <laughs> There's no such thing as lowering your, lowering your standards. Hmm, what do you mean? Standards never change. The standard will always be there. What happens is, is you surrendered your standard for somebody else's standard. Once you've lowered your standard, you've surrendered. Just to let you guys know, you didn't lower your standards. You abandoned the standard. And you accepted the world's standard. The problem with people is, is that we are fickle. Your personal standards change depending upon your situation. We've confused standards for expectations. Remember, standards don't change. I know my wife and I, we, we have standards in my house. And we had family that wanted to come and stay with us. And we wanted them when they were coming. When they came, this family that came, they came with their significant other. They weren't married. I was happy to see them. Love for them. The king. They were going to come. They were going to stay. We had extra room at the time. And they came in. When they came in, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for opening up your home. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went over to the side with my relative and I said, hey, um, are you married? No, I'm not married. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, where are y'all staying? I have a standard. And I don't care how much I love somebody, I will not violate the standard that I have in my house just for somebody that's going to come in and visit me. I'll love them to death, but I'll love them when they're at the motel with their friend. And it's fine. That night, they went and did whatever they wanted to do, and they came back, had dinner, sat down. We loved each other. It was great. But for me in my house, did you guys know that a white flag is actually a standard? You know what a white flag is? Does anybody know what a white flag is? It means to surrender. Do you know that there's a phrase that people say, no what? No surrender? Somebody, no surrender, no retreat. You guys heard that before? Some people mean that. But most people in church, we've surrendered. We've surrendered. We put up the white flag saying, oh, uh, yeah, sure, we'll do. Because we're following after something that we shouldn't be following after. And that's the world standard. When you give up and you surrender, it means now you have to live and obey the standard of your enemy. In order to surrender, you have to put down your standard, wave the white flag, and pick up your enemy's standard. I like what Romans chapter 1, 25, and 26 says. It says this. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie? And worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. 
For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. I didn't say it. What we end up doing is we like to listen. We see the word, and what we try to do is try to find something to put in there to add to it. That's why at the end of the Bible it says, anybody that adds to or takes away from this Bible shall be cursed. It's important, saints, that we have standards. Amen. God gave us a standard. We did, we, for instance, you guys, listen, you have to have standards in sports. You guys realize that? Just trying to help you guys. What would it be like if, 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 if baseball didn't have standards? <laughs> the, standard for, <laughs> the standard for baseball is what? Three strikes? That's the standard. Three strikes and you're out. But some people just want to do two standards. I mean, excuse me, two strikes. Some people are like, it's not fair. I want five strikes. Because that person's bigger and stronger than me. So go ahead and let me get six strikes. And matter of fact, he should only have two strikes. That ain't the standard. Football has a standard. A team must carry the ball at least 100 yards in the field and score a touchdown. That's the standard. Just because you got a smaller team, less people, doesn't mean that you need to have 50 yards to get a touchdown and the bigger team gets 100 yards. There's a standard. They set up the standard for everybody. Do you understand what I'm saying, saints? There is a standard that's been set, and it doesn't matter. It's set for everybody, big, small, little, whatever, your age. It's for everybody. It's important that we have standards. For example, watch this, guys, because you guys are going to know this one. The standard to obtain a license in California is that you must be at least 16 years old, take, excuse me, oh, you must, thank you, I'm, I'm, you must be 16, take the required training, and then pass a driver's test by the DMV. That's the standard, to drive, right? Another example, you must be 18 years old, to buy a firearm or join the military. Also, 21 years old, to drink. That's the standard. The reason why these ages are there is to determine that a person of a certain age has the mental and emotional capacity to make life decisions. The reason why these ages are there is to determine that a person of a certain age has the mental and emotional capacity to make life decisions. 
I will not give my four-year-old a firearm. So why in God's earth would I let a child determine their sex? When they get their age, they can make their own decision. But right now, the Lord says, train them up in the way that they should go. So when they grow old, there's a time that they're going to be old enough to make their own decisions. But for right now, the standard is set. I'm tired of this. God gave us a gift called common sense. But we sat down. 20 years ago, this wasn't an issue. But we've lost common sense. We set down the standard. It's really important to have standards in everything we do. But it's also important that we have standards when it comes to Christian life. And what is the standard for Christian life? It's the word of God. It's essential. There's people in here right now that don't even read this thing. You rely on me. I'm not your God. I'm not even some of y'all's friend. Well, my pastor said, the Bereans sat down and they were like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. You can read that word, but I'm going to look at what you're saying and then I'm going to compare it to the standard of God's word. Let God be true. And every man be a lie. I'm just here to inspire you to read your word. This is your standard. What I think and what you think is not really significant. What really matters is what God says about it. Amen. Think about it. Doesn't matter what you think. Can I say it again? It don't matter what you think. Because there's some situations going on right now that I'm like, man, I don't know what it, I don't know what, I don't know. So you know what I do? I got a thought about it. I pray about it. Then I go to the word about it. Even, there's some th I'm telling you right now, there's some things right now, seriously, that I just don't understand. But I know what God's word says about it. So I'll just do what the word is, says because it's the standard. The standard of God's word tells us what is right and what is wrong. It's what, excuse me, it's that way and it's always been that way. Even in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy 25, 13 and 16, it says this. You shall not have in your bag differing, differing weights, 
a heavy and lightweight. You should not have in your house different measures, a large and a small. You, you shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure, that your days may be lengthened and that the land which your Lord God is giving you for all who do such things, who behave unrighteously, are an abomination to the Lord your God. And I know you guys are like, what is he talking about? Dive, uh, different weights. Different, I'll, I'll kind of explain it to you. This is what he's saying. This is a paraphrase. He's like, you shouldn't be one way on one thing and something else. So it's like, oh, I, I hate Trump. I hate Trump. But you're running over here and you're like, but you know, I really believe in abortion. They're differing, differing. I can't even say the word. It's different. You need to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord. What we need to do is make sure that whatever God says is that's what is to be said. Don't be thinking you're all strong on one side and then be a little bit lenient this way. I'm going to get to this in a minute. God's word is the standard, standard by which we all live as Christians. But the problem seems to be that Christians are afraid to take a stand on the standards of God. Why? Because it gets them into trouble with people they have to deal with who refuse to allow the standard of God to control their life. God's word is the standard. And some of us sit down because there's stuff going on in society not here in the church, I'm talking about outside, because we were the ones that were supposed to be influencing the outside. I don't care what you guys say. I hear it all the time. I'm just going to tell you guys something. This, this country was founded on biblical principles. The people that did it weren't perfect, but biblical principles. It was the law of God, which is the word of God, that they based everything upon biblical principles. The law that we follow now, the civic law, is based upon what? Biblical principles. But what happens is a lot of times we want to sit down and go, well, you know, you know, I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe in, 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 in uh, abortion until the day that your daughter comes home and says, Dad, I'm pregnant. And all of a sudden, you lower your standard. There's an illustration, baseball illustration. There's an umpire, real small fellow, gets him behind the plate. There's a catcher, super big. A batter, super big. It's big guys. So the guy gets behind the the uh, catcher, and he looks up, and the first ball, boom. And the umpire goes, strike. The batter turns and looks at him like he's going to tear him apart. So he looks at him. He goes, what'd you say? He goes, strike. So he gets back down again. Next ball, he goes, ball one. Big guy looks at him, the batter looks at him, goes, yeah. Then all of a sudden, the pitcher turns around and looks at him. What'd you say? Ball one? 
So feeling super intimidated, he doesn't know what to do, but he's going to do his job. So he gets there, and he looks, next pitch, pow, he goes, two? And they both turn up and look at him and go, two? He goes, yeah, two. He says, what do you mean by two? He goes, it's too close to call? This is the same reason why many are afraid to take a stand for what is right. They're afraid of what others might say or do to them. That's what we are right now. You got friends that are doing right, wrong things and everything like that, and you hear their, 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 whatever they're feeling and all that. Just tell them the truth. You know what we usually do? We'll sit there and we'll go, well, I don't want to cause any trouble. <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian and I'm here to make peace. <laughs> no. Here, you're not here to, to make sure that there's peace like that. You got to hold up the standard. When somebody starts saying stuff, then just be like, you don't have to be argumentative. It's like, hey, I believe that God created a man and a woman. And he made them in there in his image. She got quiet again. God's word is the standard for what we must do to please the Lord. It's obvious that the standards of God are not being followed in the church today. Let's look at two things, two things. The problem and the solution. Number one, the problem is the church has lowered its standards. You know what the solution is? We need to get back to biblical standards. Amen. Let's pray and go home, right? Seems to be that nice, but I'm at this place right now, and I said earlier, that we have to get back as a church to biblical standards. I don't know if this is your first time here or if you're visiting from another church, but I'm here to tell you that the church of Jesus Christ needs to get back to biblical standards. The problem is the church is just lowered its standards. We live in a society where people do what they think is right. And if we think what is right, they come to that conclusion. It must be right. But that's not true. It's not always true. I think it's in Proverbs 14 and 12. It says this. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end of it is death. I just want you to, right now, I just pray right now that the Holy Spirit brings back to your mind the times that you think, you thought about that. Well, it seems right. This society in which we live makes you think of Judges 21 and 25. And it says this, in those days, there was no king in Israel. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Does that not sound like what's going on right now? People are like, just be free. Do what you want to. I'm a furry. Some of y'all are like, well, what is a furry? People are walking around. Humans are going around, want to say, well, I'm a, I'm a cat and I identify as a cat. I'm not just a regular cat. I'm a Siamese cat. My brother's a calico cat. 
They do what they feel is right in their own eyes. And now we as Christians have lowered our standards to look at somebody and go, okay, well, if that's you. And the, no! You're not a furry. You're not a cat. You are made in the image of God, a man and a woman. Shake your head. I am not, and I refuse to sit down and be pulled into that foolishness. And I hope you too, you, you guys do too. Don't get into that. Saints of God, we have politicians who claim to be Christians. Some of them are ordained ministers or even pastors who have abandoned their faith. They call themselves Christians. But I'm, I'm just here to tell you, I know politicians personally that have abandoned their faith. They will stand in front of everybody and tell everybody. They'll start off with saying, I am a Christian. I go to church. I believe in Jesus Christ, but I also believe in abortion. I also believe in same-sex marriages. I also believe in sex changes for young, young adults. And if you don't honor their pronouns, we should be able to take their kids from you. You guys don't know about that, huh? It's already passed. It's already passed. And I'm talking about people, politicians that are ordained ministers, congressmen, have abandoned the standard of God. And we're sitting here, and because they got a certain color, because they might be female or male, we want to endorse them. But you haven't done your due diligence just because they look like you. God help us. When personalities try to go over the word of God. God help us if we continue to follow out, follow after people. Leaders, you got pastors right now, pastors. They're talking about, you know, me, you know, me and my wife weren't just really getting along, so we just went ahead and divorced because I found somebody that just really understands me. Can I, can I just be honest? Can I be clear with you guys? If I divorce my wife, I am now disqualified to be a pastor. If I divorce my wife, no matter what, I am disqualified to be a pastor. It's in the word. It's the standard. Yeah, it got quiet. Because right now, divorce is at an all-time high in the church. Matter of fact, the divorce rate in church is worse than in the world. One of the best ways you can get yourself into trouble is to follow after people. 
Some of you have got people, you got following people on, on IG and Instagram and all that other stuff. You're following after them, and then you, you find yourself listening to them, and now you're turning around, you sound just like them. Because you're following after them. Let me tell you about this, this thing that just happened. There was a, an air crash that happened. You guys remember the Thunderbirds? You know what the Thunderbirds are? You guys remember that? So they go out and they used to fly. Tony, uh, uh, Deacon Tony, you know what I'm talking about. So there was a time. They used to go out all over the nation and do all these tricks. But one time, the leader, the person up front was doing a trick, and something malfunctioned on his plane. And do you realize, because he was leading everybody, he was doing a trick, his plane malfunctioned, he went right into the ground, and the whole team went right behind him. Yes, they all died. Sounds like another person that I know that. But we could talk about Lucifer, who was the leader of a third of the angels. And do you realize that he was the leader of the angels, but do you know that he was the one that got in trouble? He was the one that got kicked out of hell. And because he had the authority over those angels, everybody that he had authority over went with him. Watch who you're following. If you see them going off course, you better. If they're following this, if, if your leader is following this, follow them. But the moment they abandon this, you go where that word went. You're like, bye. I'm going to follow this word. I don't know about you. I love you and everything else is going on. But I'm going to be after this word. I'm going to follow after the standard. The standard of God is, is, is his word. It should always determine our direction. Not following somebody else that's off course. This is a problem with many churches today. But this church, this church here, we refuse to compromise God's word. We will not, we will not compromise God's word to draw the crowd. Because I promise you, I promise you, if we get, if, if this building, if people are like, ah, oh, man, he's crazy, he's doing all this stuff, we can go outside and have church. I know a pastor right now in Vallejo. He ain't got a building because nobody wants to follow him in, in Vallejo. So you know what he does? He goes out and preaches the word at the, at the park. And his church is about, made up about maybe 20, 30 people. Because they want to follow somebody that follows the word. Everybody don't always have to have a building. And many churches today are not seeking to follow biblical principles. Why don't people like this see anything wrong with such a sinful lifestyle as a church that wants to follow after stuff that just makes people feel good? Because they are reaching their conclusions by what that sinful man thinks, but not by what the word of God teaches. When we measure things by the wrong standard, things will always be off. You ever see somebody go, ah, that was kind of off. I don't know about that one. 
You guys ever go down the freeway, and as you're going down the freeway, you see these trucks, and have a bumper sticker on the back, and it says, how am I driving? <laughs> Call 1-800. You saw, you guys remember that? That's great. Isn't that great? Because people, you know, the company wants to make sure that the person that's driving that, that vehicle, right, is doing a good job. That's great. It's nice. But at the end of the day, we have to examine ourselves. It's very profitable as a Christian to ask, how am I doing? This is something we as churches and individuals need to ask ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. How am I doing? This is an empty question, unless there is a definite standard to judge you by. What makes a thing right or wrong is the standard of God's word. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. I, and I'm just, I'm just saying this. Can I just let you guys focus in on this? I just seen this. For we all, all of us, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. Transgenders. People mock, it's a mockery. See, people don't, you don't want to hear this, do you? You're going to change your, what your sex and remove things, and you're going to go before the Lord because he's going to judge what you've done in your body. In your body. His word has already revealed what is right and what is wrong. This is why it is essential that a Christian attend a Bible-preaching and Bible-teaching church. The solution to the problem of following the wrong standards is follow the right standard, and that standard is his word. As I close, like I said earlier, a standard was placed before each tribe that distinguished who they were. When the army goes into the battle, the standard is in front of them to remind them where to go. Even when the, a battle started raging, the soldiers had to do was to look up to see the standard. When mortally wounded, the standard was the soldier's focus. And it just reminds me of this video that we're about to see.
Amen. Amen. See, some of you guys are sitting here looking and you're thinking just about what was going on during 1776. But I'm trying to show you something. That when you've seen in this picture, when they were being overran by the enemy, when the enemy had them at the just where they, they, they turned around and they started running, even the man that was holding the standard began to run. But it took one person. When everybody was a coward, when everybody was afraid, he ran and grabbed the standard and he went against every other thing that the enemy was throwing at him. He went through them as they were going this way. He says no. And he stood on the hill and he began to wave the flag. And you notice that everybody turned and looked and he seen the flag begin to wave and it brought people courage. And it made them start fighting the enemy even stronger and even harder. What I'm trying to get you guys to look at is that the Bible even tells me these things. It says when God himself, he says to his people, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. God given us biblical standards to follow. And those standards are the word of God. Jesus said this. He said, a new commandment I've given to you. He says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your might, and your strength. That's the standard. And the second is this. And it's like, like all of them. This encompasses the whole Ten Commandments. To love your neighbor as yourself. That is the commandment. That is the word of God. And you know what the commandment is? The standard is his word. The standard is his word. The standard is the foundation that the apostles built this church. So the standard itself is this. God made man and woman in his own image. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Abortion is murder. Same-sex changes are a mockery to God because we were formed in the image of God. And to change yourself means to say that God made a mistake. Feelings. Feelings. God gave you feelings. They're a gift. But so many of us are being led by our feelings. I know you might feel certain ways. Sometimes I feel angry. Sometimes I do this, but there, there, there's sometimes there's people in jail right now because they were moved by their feelings, their anger. God said, look, you can have the emotion of anger, but sin not. Some people have feel, feelings of same-sex attraction. It's a feeling, but sin not. Yeah, I, I, I can sit here and talk about that all day, but we could, it's, it's fine. It's, it's something that you and God got to deal with. It's not something I got to deal with because there's some stuff that I know in my life, in my life personally, that I got to go back to God's word because every man by themselves will go before the, the judgment seat of Christ. You can't go with me. But when I go see the, the judge, the righteous judge, Jesus Christ, I know that I'm going to be able to stand on the standard that he has set before me. Amen? Amen. You can give God a praise in this place.
Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Lord, may this word pierce our hearts. Lord, I thank you right now that all consciences that have been seared, renew them right now. Give them a heart for you, Lord. You said that you will remove that heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. So I thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. If there's anybody in this place, and they're saying, you know, Pastor, you've said a whole lot, man, but there's some, there's, if, there, if there's a bit of truth in your life, so that something in your life that is kind of hitting you right now, and you're like, I don't know what he's saying, but I, I want to I caution you right now. Don't leave this place without asking God, was that you? Because I know right now, in your mind, I know it, because I know the enemy. He's going in your head right now, and you're like, well, have I, have I left the standard uh, 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 just because my child might be gay or because my son might be a drug addict, and I'm letting him come stay in my house or my, my, whatever it is, and you've lowered your standards? You need to be able to stand the wor- on the word of God. If, you, if that's you, and you said, you know what? I've abandoned my standards. If anybody in here is like that, come to the front. Just come to the front. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Come on. Anybody want to come up? Come. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sister Jackie, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can I can I just say it's okay? God does these things because he loves you. And I'm just gonna be honest, just just as a pastor, just as a pastor. My heart was that everybody would have came. Because honestly, a lot of us have put down our standards. And we've accepted the flag of the enemy in some parts of our life. And it's okay. Jericho in here? Come up here. Hurry up. Both you guys. 
standard. Forgive us, Lord, for putting down your word. We're still in the battle. We're still raising up a standard for us. So we thank you for that right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. flooding flooding your love your peace your power upon all these hearts that are here today I thank you Lord for giving them strength to follow give them the courage to hold up the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ so we thank you for that right now we thank you Lord we thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. 